welcome to another episode of Happily Ever Random. I'm Ginny, and I am your host, and I am back with my brother, Troy. Hello, everybody. And we are also joined this week by my awesome co-worker, Christina. Christina, say hello. You're on mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. All right. I'm so excited to have you here, Christina. All right. Yeah, it's always great to have new people on the show. Um, just to meet everyone and kind of get the different perspectives like we always do. Um, today, we're going to be jumping into the topic of parenthood, um, looking into the households we grew up in, um, how our parents were, how they were with us, and then also diving into kind of our own houses now, how we're all parents and looking into how we grew from our childhood into the parents we are today. Definitely. It should be kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And as always, our disclaimer, Ginny can't watch her mouth. Sorry, mom, I love you. And <laughs> maybe a little bit of adult content on this episode as mm -hmm. well. Um, so, all right. You guys ready to start? I'm ready. Yep. Let's all right. Go. So just kind of as a quick, just kind of as a quick overview on the three of us. So Troy and I grew up in a two-parent household that turned into a single-parent household. And Christina, I think you said you grew up the same. Like you had a two-parent household that turned into a single-parent household as well? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then Christina and Troy are both now parents in two-parent households. Troy, of course, is with his wife, Jelly, um, who has been on the show. And Christina, I, I honestly don't know your husband's name. <laughs> it's Cameron. I feel kind of bad now that I say way, that. Way to go, Jen. I know. <laughs> Cameron, I know you've told me, but, you know. Um, and I am a single parent. I've been a single parent for 16 years. almost Actually, almost 17 because I've been a single parent since I was pregnant. And my daughter's going to be 16 next month. So I can't believe that. Technically, almost 17 years. <laughs> All right, so let's get started, guys. I'm super excited for this episode. So, guess first, Christina, you want to kind of start us off and talk about kind of how you grew up and where it's kind of led to you, led you to, or you know? Um, yeah, no problem. So, I actually grew up starting in a two parent household, um, maybe till about I want to say my little sister was three years old. And from that point on, um, my mother was a single mother. She worked hard. Um, she worked actually very hard to make sure that me, my sister, and my brother um, got everything that we needed and everything that we wanted. Um, and it was actually a single parent household for about a couple of years. But then she met my stepfather and they are still together today. I basically claim him like my dad. Like I, he helps her whenever with, with everything that we actually need help with. So it's not even, I don't even think of him as my stepfather. I think of him as my dad, actually. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, that's really cool that he just melded straight in. I feel like with, our stepdad, Carl, he he definitely melted in. It took maybe a tiny bit longer to really fit in as that father figure, but he definitely has been. Yeah. 
Yeah, we we kind of had a little bit of a rough start with him just because I think I know for me personally, like I just and I realized it years later, but I subconsciously was not ready to share my mom with another man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it was kind of hard. A teenager. That's why it was kind of hard to like let him in when he first came around. But um, Yeah, and I was what, 14? Yeah. Turning 15, something yeah. like that whenever he came around, so I was still still a child basically. Um not ready to let go of our dad. Yeah. And so it was it was a little tougher for me. Yeah, so for Troy and I, our parents had been married for like 25 years. Um, he was, I think, 9, 10, and I was 16. So you were 10. I was 16, yep. and then our sister was in college when our parents divorced. And then um, our mom was a single mom up until my daughter was five. So it was a while. Um, and then she met our stepdad, Carl, who kind of like you, Christina, like I have it, I have a little bit of a different relationship with him than my siblings, just because honestly, I don't even know why, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I call him dad. I call like they, when they are talking to people, they'll say like my parents, but like I call him dad to his face. I call him dad to everyone. Like he is my dad. I still acknowledge my father. He, I call him daddy. So if you hear me during this episode say daddy, it's my father that my mother was married to originally, like my biological father. If I say dad, it's my stepdad. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like me. But I don't know. It's just, yeah. I just kind of accepted him in. Like he, he took us in and treated us like his own. Yeah. No, so. he definitely did. Um, like I said, for me, I was younger whenever he came into the picture. So it was a little bit tougher for me to accept what was going on, but i I don't know why I just never, I've never seen him as my, my dad, like what Jenny has said, but he's definitely that been that father figure for me since I've been a teenager turning into an adult, which I'm still at 30 years old, still figuring out how to be an adult. <laughs> and I ask him for help all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, honestly, I think part of it is because you and our sister were daddy's girl, daddy's boy, you know, growing up. Y'all were very close to daddy. I was a mama's girl. I did not have a close relationship with daddy. Like, I just truthfully didn't. Like, we never really were close ever, even as a young child, all the way up till 16 years old. I did not have a close relationship with him at all. So I think that's part of the reason why. Yeah, I didn't have a close relationship with my uh, dad. So do you find it easier to, like, accept your stepfather as, like, that dad, like, quote, unquote, dad then because of that? Uh, Yeah, I do. But my father passed away a couple of years ago. So I kind of feel bad that I didn't get to build that relationship with him. So it kind of hurt. Like when he passed away, it really, really hurt because I really wanted to actually build that relationship with him. But now I'm not going to say I got over it, but it's like, okay. But my stepdad, like I said, anything and everything, 
I don't care if I'm pulled over on site. I would actually call my stepdad before I call my husband, actually. Don't tell him that. But yeah, I would. (laughs) (laughs) I would. That's awesome. Um, And he would actually come running for us. So like I said, I love him. I I love my dad too. Don't get me wrong. But my stepdad, he really, he actually raised us. Him and my mom together, been together for like 20 years. So yeah, he actually raised us. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Our father actually passed away in 2006. So 17 years ago. So, you know, we kind of, I kind of understand what you're saying about, you know, I wish we could have had that relationship, but, you know, kind of too late now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was a little different because, and after the divorce, Jenny and our, our sister Tracy, they, 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 they were hit by the divorce a lot harder because they understood what was going on. Like I like we said, I was 10 years old. I didn't really know what was going on. I just knew that that was still my dad and I got to see him every other weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so on kind of the same idea as y'all, how you said that you wish you would have had a better relationship with him on my side. It's, I wish he could have seen me grow up. I wish he could have seen me as a teenager playing sports. He could have seen me, you know, helping me, give me advice when I'm going to the dance or something, you know, something <laughs> stupid, cliche like that. Yeah. Those are the things that I missed because he passed away. Yeah. So it was not really the other side of a coin, but kind of in the same aspect of what you are saying, I guess. Yeah. And, it, and one of the reasons that it was so hard as well was because before the divorce he was like the quote-unquote all-american dad you know like he played softball barbecue coached all the softball and baseball teams you know mowed the yard every saturday did the laundry every sunday cooked most of the dinners in our house you know like he was like the fun dad that our family like our extended family like the everyone flocked to and loved and like he was like the life of the party at family events and stuff like that so when he left and was just not really around anymore it was like wait what just happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know no i don't think that that spot didn't get filled until me and pam got older now we're the life of the party (laughs) no i don't even think Sorry to cut you off. I just want oh, to Oh, no, that's joke. okay. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't even remember, I was young when my dad and my mom split up, so I don't even remember them even breaking up, to be actually honest. So I don't even think it played a big part, like, on my emotions. Um, but I do really wish that yeah. he did, you know, come to my graduations. And another thing is, my dad was, you know... Um, like I don't want to say like a jail person, but he actually went to jail, so that was another big reason why him, him and my mom split up. So, yeah, yeah, that's basically what happened. <laughs> so, how long did you say? How long did you say your mom was a single mom until she met your stepdad? Uh. So I remember my sister being three when they split up, um, probably like three, four, maybe five years. And then she met my stepdad. 
I, I thought you said it had been, you know, more than like one or two years. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't remember exactly what you'd said. Mm-hmm. When my mm-hmm. mother and father split up, I I don't know, you know, what exactly happened. But my mother, I don't want to use like a strong word, but really resented my dad until the day that he died. Like when we wanted to go and, you know, hang out with our dad or wanted to do something with our dad, she usually be wanted to, you know, she was like, why? When my brother was sick and he would be at the hospital, she would be like, what are he doing here? So that probably was another reason why we never really got to see our dad. Everything you're just saying sounds so familiar to me with my mother. And Troy, you might not have ever actually seen any of this because you were so young. Mm-hmm. But when our parents split up, my mother did not hold back her feelings on how she felt about dad, about daddy. Like, and that was one thing that I did when I became a single parent, because I don't have a great relationship with my daughter's father, but I promised myself I would never say a bad word about him in front of her because I remember how it felt when my mom would do that in front of me about my father. And I was like, I'm not going to do that to my child. So, but like mom would had no issue. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not blaming her. Like she had every right to. Okay. And I'm not going to go into the details of the divorce. I'm not going to air that laundry out, but she had every right to. Yeah. But I think we were the wrong person to be talking to about it. Yeah. Um, Cause I was only 16. And so it, it very much tainted my feelings towards my father. You know, it very much made me resent him even more than I already did. And I mean, mom still resents him to this day. Like she still has issues with us talking about him or, you know, anything to this day. And it's been how many years since they divorced? And it's been 17 years since he died. 20 years. (laughs) You know? So, you know, even though mom did have resentment towards dad, you know, that's just one side of it. I feel like even as a single mom, um, even if it might not have been that long, it was still a good amount of years that she was, you know, by herself with, with me because Tracy was out of the house. You were going into college. You, quote unquote college because yeah. I came home after you know a semester saying, you back. <laughs> but, but you know I, I gotta give mom her props where she did you know I mean she was that single mom she was able to keep keep up with me and my sports um one thing that I didn't have that other guys did in high school was and that really hit me was in high school during baseball other kids had their dad on the fence at practice you know, watching them, talking with the coaches, getting into the politics of high school sports and blah, 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 blah. Well, I didn't have that. You know, mom was by herself. She had to work. She couldn't get out of work. She couldn't come over to practice, everything mm-hmm. like that. And even if she could, the coaches wouldn't have even paid attention and, to you know, her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't have paid attention to her at all. Um, so, but with her being able to keep up and, you know, being able to put me into, the um the tournament baseballs that I did year round 
for I don't even know how long, almost 10 years probably. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy how well she did. And being that single mom and Jen, you know, you probably know this, you know, coming home from work, having dinner ready, you know, keeping up with the, with homework, keeping up with the school, like helping, you know, I mean, she did that by herself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely understand that. And I don't know when we're going to get to our part, but I can definitely <laughs> relate to the single part, even I'm even though I'm in a two parent household because my husband works on the railroad, so he's gone for six weeks. He only come home for two weeks. When he comes home for two weeks, he's tired. You know, he want to rest. I try to get you know time in like when we. I know I try to get time in for us, but with the kids too. Um, he can help me take him to doctor's appointments, you know, things like that. But I try not to put that on him because he's only at home for two weeks. So I'm like the single mother because I have to come home from work, make sure they do their homework with my daughter. And then I have a three-year-old. He runs around, put, try to get him to bed, get back up, do the same thing, take care of my own stuff. I go to school. I don't know if you know this, Jen, but I'm also going to be going to do school for realtor as well. So I have a lot. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I have a You're lot. Doing, you got a balancing act yes. going on. So it's hard. So I know the single part of being a mother as well, because it's like I'm a single mother. When the kids are sick, I'm the one that has to stay at home from work, even though it's not a bad, because I remember when we were sick, my mother had to actually call off of work and not be paid. And yeah. that's a, that's money. That's money. Yeah, and today you're able to just work from today home. Today I'm able to just work from home. So yeah. it's. And hmm? I was going to say with that, you know, I, I kind of feel for people on that because we were lucky enough yep. that our grandmother was around to help. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to get to the grandparents. And Christina, mm-hmm. I think you and I have had this conversation before at work about grandparents, mm-hmm. but our grandmother kept all six of her grandkids mm. while our parents worked, Right. you know, summer vacations before and after school, Christmas break, you know, so our parents, our, our parents would drop us off at her house on their way yes. to work. Oh, she would feed us yes. breakfast, get us ready for school, take us to school, pick us up from school, feed us a snack, help us with our homework. Our parents wouldn't pick us up till like six o'clock in the evening. And then we'd go home and have dinner with them and then go to bed. Yes, that's exactly you know? so, how it was for us. But when we were mother. young, when we were young kids, our grandmother was raising us. We right. were basically just going home to go to bed with our parents. <laughs> right, right. That's how exactly how it was for us. But my grandmother had, I, I'm not going to count, but it's over 30, <laughs> over 30 grandkids. Because she has 10 grandkids. Wow. So, but my mother and then my aunt, her three kids and then my mom, three kids, did exactly what your grandmother did. My mother dropped us off before school. We walked home from school to my grandma's house. We stayed there all the way up until the evening time when my mom got off. She came home, cooked dinner. We back in bed, and we're doing the same thing. My grandma and my grandpa helped my mother raise us. Even when my um, my mom got with my stepdad, my grandma mm-hmm. still helped raise us. 
Mm-hmm. And my grandma is yeah. still living till this day, and uh, she can't. She has, you know, a, you know, dementia, so she can't do anything. But if she was in her right mind, she'll still help us. My yeah. our grandmother actually still helps me. Well, not that much anymore, but was still helping me with my daughter up until about a year ago. So, I mean, she, she did the same for me with my daughter that she did with my mom for us. You know, she helped me take my daughter to school and picked her up after school and kept her during summer vacations and all of that while I worked. So, and she actually yesterday just turned 87 years old. Mm. Yesterday was her birthday. So happy birthday. She, you know, we definitely think that her, we definitely feel like her, her keeping the kids all those years and even keeping my daughter for those like 10 or 12 years, definitely kind of kept her young, kept her active, kept her healthy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but especially with the hell that me and Pam put her through, they kept her on her toes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as for, as for our mom, like, I remember, you know, just the last couple of years before I went to college, um, for those six months, um, <laughs> because like I, she, our dad left when I was a junior and I think either a sophomore or junior in high school. And then when I graduated, I went to Sam Houston for a semester, but then I came home and from the time I came home until I got pregnant, like two or three years later, my mom and I didn't have a very good relationship because I was like that wild party girl mm-hmm. that didn't care what my mom said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jen, Jen was the rebel of our family. Yeah. <laughs> but those couple years before I went to college, like I, I vividly remember, you know, my mom being the single mom and she definitely, you know, she really worked hard to teach us what it meant to keep a promise and to be there no matter what, mm. you know, and she taught me how a parent is truly supposed to love your mm-hmm. child. You know what I mean? Um, and like, Talking about the, what? sorry about keeping a promise. One thing also that she taught me was to never, like, you don't quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you always get, always give 110, even if it's something you don't like, you give your full effort and you wait until you finish that. And then you, then you can leave it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't, like it was for us, it was always sports, Yeah, but <laughs> you don't get to quit in the middle of a season. No. You don't get to leave a team just because you don't like the coach. You're mm-hmm. going to finish the season and then we can find another team. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the biggest things for me is because, and obviously we talked about this on our mental health episode. I've dealt with depression since I was, you know, in middle school. So she, one of the things that her, you know, meant a lot to me was she never failed to make me believe in the power of laughter when I felt like I would never smile again, Mm. regardless of what kind of heartbreak she was personally going through. Mm -hmm. She always made sure that, you know, I was going to be okay. And I was going to smile and I believed in love. You know, she wanted to make sure that we believed in love because we saw it end Mm -hmm. with her and daddy. You know, she didn't want us to become, cynics and not believe in it, which I kind of did for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I really, I give her a lot of respect for the single parent she was. And I think, I feel like she really taught me a lot about being a single parent. Yeah. 
And I literally just called my mother the other day. I was like, Mom, I wonder how much you got paid back in the day to try to take care of three of us. Because, oh, Lord, this money that I'm getting right now is not getting it. <laughs> and I'm in a two-parent household. So I oh, was yeah. like, oh, no. I was like, you raised us off of your one check up until when my stepdaddy came in. But before that, you raised us off of your one check. And, you know, we were the kind of kids that wanted hundred dollar tennis shoes so mm-hmm. and if we didn't get it we cried and now when that happens to me i'm like oh my gosh i don't know what you you know so yep. i was i literally called her the other day was like mom i don't know what you did back in the day but tell me what you did because i don't know it's just i really really do there was something for my daughter that came up that was very very expensive something to do with like school or when she was into cheerleading or something. I don't remember. And it was when she was trying out for cheerleader at, at the high school. That's what it was. And they gave us like an estimate of how much it was going to cost if they make this squad. Mm-hmm. And it was like $1,200. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I went, I called my mom. I called mom and I was like, cause I was a cheerleader in high school in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. I called mom and I was like, mom, how did you afford this? <laughs> like, how how did you pay for this? Because like, I can't like, I I can't. There's no way I can come up with twelve hundred dollars no no off way. of my salary. And she was like, "We borrowed money from your grandmother." <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, same for my mom. If whenever she needed something for us, she would go to my grandmother. Even. Even till when she got with my stepdaddy, if mm-hmm. she still needed something, she would go to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my my grandparents paid a big part of us being raised as well. I'm not even going to take that from them. They paid a big part. So, I mean, kudos to yeah. them. <laughs> and Jen, on top of on top of that, you also got to think of all the tournament teams I was on that she had to pay for me to get onto the team. Mm-hmm. She had to pay for all of my bats, mm-hmm. my gloves. I was a catcher, so she had to buy me catcher's equipment. And that stuff's not cheap. It is not cheap. On top of cleats and Under Armour and sunglasses. And just the fees, too. <laughs> you know? And let's not talk oh, about yeah. groceries. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's something different nowadays. Let's not Dude, go there. It really it's, is. Let's not go there. So I can't imagine how people do and christina i'm talking to you too when i say this i can't imagine how people do it with more than one child oh. i have one and i struggle man it's hard i i know <laughs> and then i just told her i'm like you want to eat up um your no you want to eat up all my food and save your food and then go and eat your food <laughs> no no, I literally just told her that, like, right before I got on this on the uh, podcast, she asked me for something. I was like, no, you want to drink up my stuff and then go drink up your stuff afterwards. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> no, we're not doing it. Because she, and then, so I have two kids and my oldest daughter is 11 and then my son is three. She has you know, her own, well, her dad. So me and her dad split up when she was way younger. And so it's like with her, I still have to co-parent with him as well. 
So I'm co-parent, co-parenting with him when she needs stuff. And she always needs something. She always texts me throughout the day, every day at school, mom, I need this. Mom, lunch money. Mom, this. Girl, do you text your dad? Because you don't, I don't know if you text your dad during the day at school as much as you text me every day. I don't think a day goes yeah. by that my daughter doesn't text me. I I don't know if y'all heard the the shout on in the background, but that was my daughter in the next room, and I literally just texted her. So I know what you're talking about about texting your daughter. <laughs> I think this is kind of a good jumping off point of going into us as parents. I've been a single parent for uh, 16 years now. My daughter is 16 next month. I became a single parent when I was two months pregnant. I made the decision to leave her father when I was two months pregnant. Um, and just like, kind of just like a quick overview background, I guess. <laughs> um, he was not involved at all the first three years. And then he, he randomly sued me for custody after three years. He didn't win, but <laughs> <laughs> um, he did that was when the standard possession order started like the every other weekend thing. He never used it. He chose to only get her one weekend a month instead of every other weekend. Like mm -hmm. that was his choice to do that. Um, so she only saw him every, like one weekend a month for 12 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then this past Christmas, they, when she was at his house, there was, a situation they got to an argument I had to go pick her up he basically disowned her and has wow. now abandoned her for the first for the second time no. in her life no and she has not spoken to him since Christmas no it shouldn't even but, be like that no no um but he was never involved on a daily basis so like what you were saying about you co-parenting with your daughter's father I've never had to co-parent with my daughter's father because mm -hmm. he was never involved on a daily basis other than him coming to pick her up that one weekend a month, me texting him to ask him what weekend he was going to get her or me texting him to say, Hey, we went to the doctor and I paid the copay up front. You owe me half of it because he has to pay for half of all doctor bills. Mm -hmm. We never spoke to him other than that. My daughter never even spoke to him other than those instances. Mm -hmm. So he was never involved on a daily basis. So it was always just me. Yep. It blows my mind. Yeah, it does. It does. It really does. Um, I'm a, I'm a new parent and I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Like not being involved. What? He's paid child support. That's, what? That's nothing. You still have to give him time. He's paid child support since the beginning. I mean, she was born in June. Child support started in September of that year. So he's paid child support since basically she was born, but he's never been involved on a daily basis. Never want, never really seemed to want to. Um, but to me, like, this is how I kind of see it. Like child support is like, and I saw this on TikTok and I, I loved this analogy or metaphor, whatever it's called. <laughs> child support is kind of like when you take your car into the shop and only paying for the parts and even just half the parts mm -hmm. and then the mom still has to pay for the other half plus all the labor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's exactly how it is <laughs> you know so because 
I'm like, you know, you have no idea how much more is involved. I'm like, the child support I get a month might cover the grocery bill, maybe for every month, might cover the groceries. <laughs> and that's just groceries for two people. You know? I don't agree with it. I don't agree. I mean, I'm not saying I don't agree. With I'm saying I don't agree with the whole abandon your child. I don't, oh, I don't either. I don't agree with that. I, it's, and I guess because I felt like that because of my dad and it's not right. It's not right. A child yeah. should be able to grow up with their kid, with their, with their father and mm -hmm. mother. Not necessarily in the same household but you know grow they need a relationship they need a relationship my daughter and her dad she literally haven't been to his house i want to say in about three weeks or four weeks because every other weekend we've been doing something so she tried to get over there this weekend but her cousin's birthday party is this weekend so she tried to you know squeeze in time with him because she is a daddy's girl. If yeah. if I would if I asked her who she wanted to go live with, she probably would literally say go live with him because that's how much of a daddy's girl she <laughs> is. But um and I love their relationship. I, I actually do love their relationship because that's how a dad is supposed to be about their kids. Exactly. And that's how kids supposed to feel about their parents. And I never once tried to keep him away from her or keep her away from him. And like I said at the beginning, when we were talking about our mom, you know, saying things about our father, like I never said anything bad about him in front of her. Like I kept everything perfectly civil. I, you know, everything. I probably was more, more, more of a nice person to him than I should have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I never wanted to give him a reason to say, you tried to keep her away from me mm -hmm. or yep. try to take me to court again because he had already tried to, he already sued me once for custody. I didn't want to have to go do that again, you know? So I was probably a little too nice, <laughs> but it is what it is. But but because he was never involved on a daily basis, and Troy, you'll probably very much agree with this. <laughs> I feel like I have tended to, quote unquote, give in more than I should. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I guess, like in my own way, I'm kind of like compensating or maybe overcompensating for her not having a dad. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Troy, you yeah. and I have talked about me giving in too much. I know, I know we have. <laughs> But yep. <laughs> I just, you know, when, when your child is literally, you know, bawling her eyes out because her dad doesn't talk to her in four months. No, yeah, I don't like that. You know, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> but you do your job though. And that's, I, and that's really what matters as long as you're there for her and yeah. you pick up you know, yeah. I, uh, you, you shouldn't have to, but you're picking up his slack, you holding her down, doing whatever you, she needs. Yeah. So as long as you do that, she's when she when she get older. Well, she's old enough to notice it now. So mm -hmm. hey, yeah. I you're, just you're doing you're doing everything you mm -hmm. can 
as a single mom to give her the life she I just always I, I made a promise to myself when she was born and I say this all the time that she is was going to be and has been my first last and always mm-hmm. and that's, no questions asked that's exactly how it is that's, that's exactly and that's just that's it you know and I haven't I mean there hasn't really been any relationships for me not that she's the reason I there's other reasons <laughs> but that's a part of it because I want to give my child the life she deserves and I'm not going to just be out there you know trying to get into any relationship I can <laughs> well I actually got into a relationship and I mean, if you find the right one, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. I just haven't found the right one. And now I have a three-year-old. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And and to co-parent with him, and well, not even co-parent because we're together, but it's so, because he's always there and he picks up the slack of wherever I fall because I'm not perfect. You know, yeah, nobody is. No one's perfect. It's some days when I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need a day. He'll call and be like, hey, take him to my sister's house, you know, because. So he still helps out even he if he's not physically here. Out. Yes. That's awesome. He still helps out. Even though he's not physically here, he still, hey, do y'all got groceries? Hey. He's problem solving. He, he, hey. And I love it. I love it. I'm telling y'all, I love it. So it's, when I say, you know, being in a two-parent household, that's how I want it to be for my kids, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to see me struggling by myself, you know, trying to do everything off of one income. Nothing, not that, it's nothing wrong with it. I know, I know. I'm not taking any offense. <laughs> nothing wrong with it because, hey, if you got to do what you got to do. By all means, do what you have to do. If you have the means to not have to do it, yes. then, hey, yes. go for it, man. Yes. And <laughs> if I didn't have to do it, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I love it. I mean, he picks up the slack. Like I said, when he come home, I try not to schedule a lot of appointments but my three-year-old he is a lot to handle <laughs> so if it takes both of us to take him to the doctor it's going to take both of us to take him to the doctor <laughs> <laughs> because he is a lot so he's i'm, I'm going to give him about another 10 minutes he's going to be ready to come down here in 10 minutes i kid you he cannot be without me he follows <laughs> me around the house so is he a mama's boy he is a mama's boy up until mom till daddy come home <laughs> that's awesome so daddy come home when daddy come home mama who mama who exactly and i love it nah, okay i love it it's playtime it's playtime play when daddy gets home it, daddy gives him everything daddy gives him everything when i say it's no more juice after eight o'clock seven o'clock it's no more juice because he's potty training even though he now he's knowing how to go to the restroom but when daddy come home Oh, I'm getting that juice tonight, baby. <laughs> I'm getting that juice tonight. Juice boxes, the we're fruit getting snacks, the fruit getting snacks, everything. We're getting the candy, the cupcakes at 10 o'clock at night. I kid you not. That's so funny. I kid you not. And then when daddy leaves for work, I have, let me tell y'all, when daddy leaves for work, I have to drop him off somewhere so that he won't see his daddy get out the car because he will cry, literally. And it makes me cry because. Mm -hmm. He really loves his dad. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, that that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, he really did. That, so, that relationship. So for me, so Christina, just so you know, I'm also in a two parent household. Mm-hmm. My me and my wife were working on year four now. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Is it really? Year four of marriage wow. and year seven together. I didn't realize it's been almost four years. That's seven awesome. Together? Something like that. Um, but we also have a wonderful, beautiful little boy. He is I always I always used to judge people when I was younger for saying the months of their kid. <laughs> like how but many now months old they're <laughs> But now that I'm a dad, it's like he's nineteen months. Yeah, nothing. It's crazy. You know what I mean? But a nineteen month old, so a year and a half. You just say that. Yeah. Um but it's I could not imagine you know, mm-hmm. going through what what single parents go mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So I give props to everyone. Even even if for you Christine being a two parent household, but still you have that time where it's just you. Mm-hmm. Like kudos to everyone that has to go through mm-hmm. that because me and Jelly couldn't do it on our own. Yeah. <laughs> And I think we have, you know, a wonderful, calm, relaxing, you have a easy unicorn. baby. You have a unicorn of a child. Like, seriously, Angelica. <laughs> I almost said Angelica. I'm oh, sorry. Christina, I was thinking of your wife when I almost said her name. <laughs> sorry. Christina, this baby is literally like the unicorn of all babies. He, oh, wow. His, his quote-unquote crying is a normal baby's whimpering. <laughs> really? So, like I've never heard him actually cry like a normal baby. I'm sure trade? it's the only time, Can we try? The only time that he's ever really cried was like getting shots or if he like fell and like hurt himself. And he is the happiest baby I've ever seen in my life. Almost always in a good mood. Like 99% he's, of the time in a good mood. Happy, smiling. He slept through the night since he was two months old. Yeah. From what? like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., oh, like 12 no. hours. I got Chucky. I have Chucky. That's why I have. <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> uh, we've we've already said their second is going to be like the devil <laughs> because he's so good. Second you better one, stop putting that evil out there. Second um, one, oh my gosh, man. That's so even, mm. even with this angel of a child, I still could not imagine doing it by myself. No. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we have it easy. And I could not imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean... Her and I both are also very blessed and lucky that we both work from home remotely. So both of us are here all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I might have customer calls and blah, 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 but I can just pop right out of my office and I can go make lunch for the three of us and I can help her with mm-hmm. lunch for a little, for a little man. If it's a doctor's appointment, we both just put like a block on our work calendar and we both go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, I could not imagine going through this journey on my own with, without help from anybody. Without help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she she has just been amazing when it comes to parenting this little this little child. That's amazing. I mean all of all of the scheduling and the learning and everything that he's gone through is because of her research and what she's looked up and how she has done like put him through these schedules and things. That's why he slept for twelve hours a night since he was two months old. They've been <laughs> she's, very, very. She's had him on a schedule, on schedule. since day one. <laughs> I don't got no schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my daughter was ever really on a big schedule. I go either. upstairs and I'm like, I opened up her door. She's on the phone, got the music playing, got the game on. 
it's 11 o'clock at night. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are mm -hmm. you doing? You have to get up. For school I mean, it's not that big of a deal now for my daughter because she's in online school. So she doesn't have to get up at 6 a.m. anymore, mm -hmm. you know, so she can stay up till midnight. Mm -hmm. You know, cause She didn't have to get up till nine or 10. But when she was in public school where she had to get up at 6 a.m., it was like, OK, put the phone away at 10 o'clock and go to sleep. But there were times where I would catch her at like midnight on the phone. I'd, I'd walk in the room and be like, what do you think you're doing? Yes. I'd scare, I'd scare the shit out of her too. I'd just like open the door and walk in. I'm literally like, but... what are you doing? Like you have to get up for school in the morning. Like now when it's the weekend, you could be on the phone all night long. Yeah. I don't care. But on the school nights, I need you off the phone and in bed because she do have to get up for school in the morning and, mm -hmm. she, and I'm not here to get her up every morning because mm -hmm. of course I have to work. So when you know, you're not, when you sleeping late, that causes you to, when you go to bed late, that causes you to sleep late. I need you to get up. I need yeah. you to get up and get at it. So you could be out the house and on the school bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Troy, you were talking about, you know, you can't imagine doing this without any help. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like I said, I have been a single parent for 16 years, but when she was up until she was, my daughter was three, we still lived with you and mom. So I still kind of had that help, you know, if I, if I needed it. And especially the first two weeks of my daughter's life was, it was hell on earth. So thank God I lived with my mother because my daughter was colicky. Mm-hmm the first two weeks. So she would, but during the day she was great <laughs> at night. She would scream for hours on end mm -hmm. for no reason, you know, it's colic. And I would be up all night with a crying baby. So my mom would, for the first two weeks while she was colicky purposely get up 30 minutes to an hour earlier for work, just to come take her from me for 30 minutes. So I could walk away mm -hmm. and calm down. Wow. <laughs> well, so, I had that too. we stayed with my mom when my daughter was born. So it, it definitely was a big help mm -hmm. having living with my mom, at, with my daughter as a newborn, especially for a first time mom, because my mom, you, you know, that like, quote unquote, like typical first time mom that like, you know, does all the typical first time mom things. Yeah. My mom didn't let me do any of those. She's like, no, you don't have to do it that way. It's fine to do it this way. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. So um, I, I stay with my mother when she was born but let me tell you i know y'all had a mental health podcast session my second baby mental health i had postpartum depression and it was so bad and i think the one reason it was so bad was because he wasn't there he had to work oh wow so i was so he wasn't there for the birth no wow. mm. and, and and also he was scheduled to be home for the birth, but I had my baby way before the scheduled time frame. So, and I don't think he could get like the FMLA at the time, um, but that he was not able to come home until maybe three or four weeks after he was born. And then oh, wow. he had to leave again. So I was at home by myself. My sister had yeah. to go to work. My daughter had to go to school. I was at home by myself and that hit so hard because I wanted him to be there. So, you know, that was a lot. And yeah. I, it, I really, really, it really, you know, 
put a lot on me, but I'm glad I got over that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that I'm thankful I didn't get any bad depression when I had my daughter. Oh, no. Might as well say. But, um, but I mean, like I did have like my mom to help out and my grandmother to help out when I needed them. I helped a little bit. Troy was a great help yeah. as a, like a 14 year old. I would just play with her. <laughs> I will say, I, you know, I, I do give my brother major props though. I will tell you this much, Christina, because, you know, as we've, as I've said, you know, her dad has not been a, a part of her life, like on a daily basis, you know, he's never really been a dad to her. You know, he's been that guy that she hangs out with once a month, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Troy had been like that male figure, that positive male figure in my daughter's life for her entire life. So mm-hmm. even as a 14 year old, you know, I never, I've never asked him to be like a father figure to her or anything like right, that. Right. But he had always been the positive male figure in her life. Mm-hmm. And like when she was in, I think it was middle school, they had, you know, I think, and I'm sure a bunch of schools do this, but they had a thing in the morning called donuts with dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, you know, they do the donuts in the morning and your dad comes in and eats donuts with you. Yeah. My brother went and did it. Yeah. You know, Troy went and did the donuts with dad That's with so her, cool. you know, That's and so cool. things like that. So I do have to give Troy major props because he's been an amazing influence in my daughter's life. Yes. Can we get a round of applause for Troy? I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't even, I wasn't digging for any, you know, props or anything. I know. I, was just saying, as yeah. a teenager, I, I know you but, weren't, but you know, I do have to give you the props though. <laughs> but, I will say with, with y'all being, they're living at the house with me and mom for those two or three years. It did give me some training. <laughs> you know, I learned how to change a diaper. Yeah. And when my son was born, I was the first one to change a diaper. Yeah. And I still remembered how to do it. Now, obviously, my wife is a lot better at me than than other things, but I had to teach her how to how to change a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> when the baby was born. So that's hilarious. Um, um one thing that I will say that, you know, I don't have though as a single parent is, you know, like, like my mom and my grandmother are there if I need them for help, you know, and if I did have any significant financial problems, they would be there to help me mm-hmm. if I need it. And, and they have in the mm-hmm. past, mm-hmm. <laughs> but for the most part, the day-to-day stuff, it's just me and her, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a partner to share those parental stress stressors with like y'all do, you know, and I'm not like putting it, you know, I'm just talking. I'm not like, how dare you put that on us? <laughs> yeah. I don't mean it that way, but you know, I don't have someone to turn to when, you know, when, I, when my bank account is down to less than $20 and I need gas in the car and we need groceries and I don't know how, how I'm going to do both. You know, <laughs> ten minutes, ten minutes. That's so funny. You, you called that. You did call that. That was good. <laughs> so, I know my child. Okay, that's so funny. <laughs> but but yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. That's that's the hard part. It's not. It's not the having to do all the dishes on my own, having to cook all the dinners on my own, having to do all the laundry on my own. I don't care about that stuff. No, Mm-mm. you know it's it's not having someone there to 
share in the joy of her accomplishments mm -hmm. or to help it's me discipline her or, you know, things like that. That's the hard part. Yeah. That's a and lot. that's what people don't understand. I mean, a lot of times when people think of, you know, a single mom, they think of the workload. Yeah. And they think of and it's always not the it. money. It's always the money, but it's not about mm -hmm. the money. It's not I mean, it, that is a hard thing. Yes, that is part of it. That's that is a it. hard part of it. But that's hey, not the hardest. That's not the hardest. Because I'll figure that part out. Yes. We're going to work. <laughs> We're going to work. We're going to make sure. But it's the, it's the mental, mental relief. The mental mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the mess. Yeah, because with with both of us being able to be present all day for with David here at my house, you know, if if he's just on a rant or he's just whiny and super needy or whatever, like I'll come out of the office and she'll literally tell me, "Can you get him?" Yeah. She's like, I need, I need time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like y'all, like, right, like, cool. like David, let's go outside. Let's like do you this. have let's somebody just... to step in and like yeah. you know you tap out you know i need a break <laughs> yeah. you know i need I five don't. minutes i don't i'm here every day by myself for mm -hmm. six weeks yeah now when my mom and my sister and my sister-in-law if i need them to wash the kids that's not you know not a problem but you know I don't want to have to keep asking nobody, you know. Right. To, I I completely understand that to too. Do mm -hmm. that. I want to be able to say, "Hey, I need to go and get my nails done. Just go to the spa, and I'm leaving the house." Bam! I want to do that, but I don't have that luxury to do it until he comes home. And sometimes I can't wait until he <laughs> ignore him. <laughs> sometimes I can't wait until he come home. I have to go do that before. And so I have to ask my mom and my sister, can they watch him? And sometimes I, you know, even though I, they don't say anything, but sometimes they probably like, uh, you know, we doing something this weekend. It's just me and the family. You know, I don't want to have to deal with none of that. Yeah. You know, so I get, I actually understand that part. You know, I, mm -hmm. you know, I definitely understand that part. Like I said, he is on me every day. I'm, a, I'm glad he allowed me this hour to do this because he is on me. He, mom, you finna, I have to, I'm finna go take a shower. Go upstairs with your sister. Mama, I don't want you to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to take a shower. So I get that part. I understand. I totally understand that part. I mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. so yeah it's, it um, gets hard definitely you know one one thing i wanted to kind of bring up for just a second um just to kind of throw out there is we talked earlier that i was young when our parents divorced so uh, what i remember is all the good memories right with my dad so i don't i don't remember the bad stuff because mm -hmm. i was young mm -hmm. so whenever I look at myself as, as a new dad in raising my son and going forward, I want to be able to give him what I didn't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to be able to give him the discipline to give him, to, you know, how to be a man, how to treat people, right. how to be respectful, right. how to be a gentleman. You know, I, and mom helped me as much as she could. But there's just but some things that you need yeah. the man for. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I had to figure those things out on my own. And I think being raised with women helped me understand a little bit more. But I want to be able to pass that along. 
yeah mm -hmm. to him i want to be i want to be that dad you know at practice watching my son yeah yep so i mean it's not trying to take anything away from my dad of course it was an unfortunate event mm -hmm. nothing we could have done to change it at that point but i want to give david now what i didn't have so kind of seeing our parents and what they went through and everything it kind of it kind of makes me think as a parent of my own how i need to progress mm -hmm. for my son i feel like but i feel like that's like every parent well at least every good parent <laughs> that feels that way even if they weren't a child from a divorce, divorced family, you know, even if they were raised in an amazing family with very loving parents, you know, I feel like any good parent is still going to feel like they want to give their child a better life than they had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I definitely want so, my daughter to have a better life. I don't want her to have to struggle and not to say that I'm struggling, but, you know, I want her to be able to go to school and stay to school and not have to wait 10, 15 years to finish school. You know, I want her to, and I'm saying my daughter, my son as well, I want him to right. go and, you know, just be a way better person than I am. And I hope that that happens. Yeah, one, one thing that I've talked, and I've talked to Angelica about this before, and I wanted to kind of get y'all's input on it, you know, since we're talking about parenting. Um, when it comes to schooling, you know, I, I've told her that I'm not going to harp on making David go to college unless he, if he doesn't want to. Mm -mm. Obviously, he's going to do something, mm -hmm. you know, go to trade school, do something. But you don't have to get a four-year degree mm -mm. if it's something that you're not going to use or not going to pursue. Mm -mm. Yeah. But he's going to do something to progress. Yeah. Life. And when I say college, it doesn't make can go to do a trade school. They can go. You're going to do something. Yeah. Do I mean, now. for some for some people, it's cosmetology. Some, they yeah. make an awesome career. Yeah. yeah. Some, some cosmetologists make money. Yeah. Everybody don't have to go to everybody. <laughs> no, I don't want them to pressure uh, them to go to college. But. I if that's what they want, I then sure. I wanted to get y'all's input on that and see kind I, of what I fully were. believe in trade school. Yes. Um, yeah, you see I how do. much the people that our job make and they I don't know. have and degrees. That's actually what convinced me about trade schools. So anybody listening, we the company we work for, the department that Christina works in now and that I used to work in was facilities. And the guys in that department, like the electricians, the mechanics, you know, those guys – they went to trade schools to becoming the master electricians or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're making, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars a year yes. as an electrician, electrician. <laughs> you know? Wow. So specialists getting paid $80,000 don't even have mm -hmm. a degree. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, mm -hmm. that's what convinced me that I have no issue with trade school they whatsoever. No if you problem. want to go to a trade school, I am totally for I'm it. Totally now, if you want to go to a four-year degree and you truly believe that you are going to use that degree, ching, then ching, let's ching. do it. Because it costs But if a you're going to go and get an art history degree and then you want to go no. be a cosmetologist, <laughs> no, we ain't doing that. We're not doing that. No, <laughs> now see, that's what we're not going to do. We're not going to go get no art degree if you don't 
use it at all. We're not going to do yeah. that. I mean, nothing against art historians. Don't get me no, wrong. No, it's not anything. That was just my example. <laughs> but it's a lot of people that go get those degrees and... And never use them. Use them. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we talked about with David growing up is, you know, we... I would like him to play sports. But if he doesn't want to, then I'm not going to make him. But he's going to be active in something. Mm-hmm. That's the problem I have. And Jen, I think we've we've talked about this, Jen, that whether it's band or if he wants to be a gymnast, if he wants to do cheerleading, you know, yeah. whatever he wants to do, as long as he's active in some some way, mm-hmm. that's what I want. That's for him. the problem I have in my daughter. So when I was in school, I was a major at, um, you know, the dancer type girl. Yeah, I put our my mom daughter, was one. I put my daughter in major when she was younger. She did it for about three, four years, and then she didn't want to do it anymore. And, and then it's not that she didn't want to do, do it anymore. I think that's when we bought our house, and it's kind of far away from where they was practicing. So um, now I want her to start back. I want her to either do that, do cheerleading, do gym, uh, be a gymnast, something. But she don't want to do nothing. She don't want to do nothing. And I need for her to get active because Mm -hmm. she has to, I don't know what word I want to use. She just has to be active, you know, because I don't want her not doing anything. And when you're not doing anything, mm -mm, mm -mm. yeah, I'm going to make it to where that's how David, you know, quote unquote, pays his rent (laughs) growing up. You're gonna live. If you're gonna live with me, okay. you're gonna do something. Okay, I like that idea. Okay, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I'm, I'm like, you gotta pay the rent. You know the mm-hmm. the cliche, you know, older parent phrase. If you're under my roof, then yeah, <laughs> yes. That that's that's the way that I see it. Yep. Yeah. So, I will of, say. Speaking of gymnasts, real quick, Jim, oh, yeah. uh, we're gonna be putting David in a um, little toddler gymnast class. Over Aww. Aww. I want to go to it. I can't wait. I want to go and watch it. So, and this is a kind of a tangent. Sorry, Christina. Um, But Jim, whenever I sent that picture the other day of him standing on the armrest, Mm -hmm. now he's standing on it sideways. And now he's learned how to go over the armrest and get down onto the floor off of the couch. Okay, yeah. So he's already partly a gymnast. He's ready. I want to go to the classes. I want to watch him. He's ready. I'm excited. Sorry, I just, one, I just wanted to talk about that real quick. One thing that I always did, and Troy, you and I also talked, and I think you actually said something about this earlier in the episode, was, and this is something I've always done with my daughter, is if you want to join an activity, I'm totally fine with that. Let's let's do it. But if you decide halfway in you don't want to do it anymore, oh yeah, sorry, you got to finish it before you can quit. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like if it's a if it's for example baseball, you know. If you decide halfway through the season you don't like it anymore, you got to finish the season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we can and finish, then and then you can, can quit. Yep, yep. You're not going to quit halfway through. Yep. That's- and that's one thing I've always done with my daughter, and you know, I just, I just don't like not finishing not something finishing. that you committed to. And spend all of your hard working money on. Yeah, and spending all the money on it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask y'all a question too, like Troy did. How do y'all feel, and Christina, you are will already have an answer. Troy, I want your opinion on how you think you're going to be. <laughs> okay. How how are y'all about 
grades in school? Like, are do, Christina, are you like big on grades? Like you have to have an A or you're not like that big of a stickler for it or you know what I mean? Uh, so this is the type of parent that I am. I am big on grades. I want you to have, you know, good grades, but I'm not the type of parent that come here and be like, did you do your homework? Did you do your like homework? you're not you're not gonna like punish them for not getting all A's. No, I'm not gonna kind punish of thing. Them for yeah. All. No. No. But you're also not gonna call to them mm-hmm. and make every waking minute make sure that they're doing something. No, I'm not gonna. No. I'm not gonna be like. You want them to be. Responsible I want her to be responsible for it. And then when I do ask her, did she do her homework? She's already done her homework. Because yeah. I I think I think it's also depending on the kid that you have too. Because I know mine did her homework. Now. This other one, <laughs> I'm just praying to God I don't have to, I don't have to, um, you know, do the same. I mean, you know, cuddle him because I feel like I'm going to have to. But that's a different <laughs> topic. But no, I, I am very big on grades um, because I know that she get her work done. But when I get an email, because her school emails the grade. So when mm-hmm. I get an email saying that she got an F on like some assignment, I'm going to, I'm not going to be like, what did you do? And why did you know? I'm going to be like, well, what happened? You know, ask your teacher, can you make it up? And let's figure out what happened yeah. and let's figure out how, why we, how we can fix it. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. yell at her. I'm not going to do any of that because it's, it's not going to help. Yeah. It's not going to help. We got yelled at. <laughs> we did get yelled at, and that's why I'm not yelling at her. <laughs> we did, but no, I I am very big on grades, but I I'm I'm not like that. But you're not real strict. That micromanager that's standing over you. Hey, yeah, you know I'm not that type of person. So yeah. I'm gonna be okay. honest with. You. We we got yelled at. I got kicked off the football team for a couple weeks. <laughs> I got grounded for a month. It was all at one time. It was, yeah. um, so what's your answer, Troy? How yeah, do you think for you're me, gonna be? So the reason why you looked at me funny that I was smiling the whole time is because I actually <laughs> just heard a skit from a comedian today about this situation. Oh. His his son was in seventh grade at a private school and he said that his son was failing math, which meant that we were failing math. <laughs> yes, very <laughs> much. He so. was helping his son with the schoolwork. <laughs> So it just, it, it made me laugh when you asked it because I just heard that today. Very much so. Um, Very true. So my answer depends on if I'm helping him with the mm-hmm. homework or if he's doing the <laughs> Hey, and that's probably why I don't stand over her because look, I don't know that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to cuss? Yes. But I don't know that shit. <laughs> no. Jenny, Jenny and McKenna came know. over one time mm-hmm. and McKenna asked us to help her with her homework and I had to Google how to do the, the damn formula. What? Oh, you should see us do trying to do her chemistry and geometry this year. I'm literally on Google trying like Googling the Googling. the answer like the the, the answer problem key? to see if I can find yeah. the answer. I look at the I try to I'm not the a math key. person. Me neither. I try to look up the answer key. I'm on YouTube mm-hmm. looking at how the teacher do the problem and everything. I mm-hmm. that that's yeah. probably why I don't hover over her when she's doing her homework. <laughs> but yeah if she get a bad grade, I'm just gonna you know talk to her and be like, hey, what can you know what can we do to get that grade up? You know, yeah. ask can you mm-hmm. make it up? You know, if you can make it up, you know, and I would ask the, te- you know, I'm going to, I'm, she probably won't ask the teacher, 
but I'll email the teacher and ask the teacher because she won't. And so um, that's just the type of parent I am. I mean, I want A's and B's. You can bring me a C. Okay, I'm fine with it. D, mm, F. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no, I was, no. So my answer is probably going to be a lot different than Angelica's answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not because she was about the same kind of student that I was. So it's probably not great for David, but, um, <laughs> but you know, you want A's, you want B's, C's are okay. In my mind, D's can get by, but not, not for David. No. I'm not going to tell him that. <laughs> But in my mind, they can get by. <laughs> <laughs> she don't even know that. She don't know that either. And then we got a problem. But, I mean, obviously, I'm going to want him, want my child to shoot for the best that they can get, yeah. obviously. But same as Christina was saying, A's and B's are good. If you get a C, you know, one or two C's on a report card, I'm not really going to say mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting into the D range, that's when we're going to be like, why? What do we What's need to do on? to fix this? What is there something going on that's causing exactly. it? I don't know if I can fix this, exactly. but how can we get a figure it out? <laughs> because I'm, I'm gonna um, do what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look and see where you got this C at. Because if you got this C in the math, I'm gonna be like, okay, fine. But if you got yeah. this C in gym, I'm gonna be like, what the hell was you doing? Why weren't you getting dressed? Because all you have to do sounds is like get Jay. dressed. Exactly. <laughs> so sounds like you, Jim. <laughs> you probably did that. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I've kind of always been I've never really been that big on grades for my daughter like I mean I want her to pass you know I want her to do good you know um but and this was also part of our mental health episode <laughs> I feel like we've brought up the mental health episode a lot this <laughs> this this week um but she has ADHD, she had bipolar one, um, severe panic and de- anxiety and panic disorder. So she had, you know, some difficulties in school. Mm-hmm. And starting in, I want to say seventh or eighth grade, we had the, I think they're called the 504 plan. Mm-hmm. It's like the learning plan with the school. And um, so, like, she gets, she would get extra time on tests or, you know, the teacher would give her a copy of all their notes, you know, things like that. So I was never really big on like, okay. Where was that when I was in school? I know, right? If you get A's, I'm, that's awesome. If you get B's, that's great too. C's, all right, cool. I don't care. You know, we're going to, and kind of like y'all said, like we go in the D's, okay, let's see what, what happened where we need to fix it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, because she's in online school, the way that the app works for the parents, like the parent app, is you can view her grades on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it updates with every assignment she turns in. Mm-hmm. So I, I know what her average is for every class mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And That's she's... Cool. She's pretty much like a BC student. Mm-hmm. I, so, would, I would take a B, I would take a BC, especially knowing, yeah. knowing my child. I would I would take a BC. I, I would take a BC. And it's and it's something that you know the school that she's doing. It's completely self paced. It's not like she do, goes to 
an online lecture with a teacher. Like she's doing this all on her own. She's just watching videos and then taking the tests. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, so I'm cool. Like <laughs> a, little, a little more, a little more leeway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, if we were talking about me, you know, C's get degrees. Exactly. I would maybe let me say if I get a C right now in my class, I would be so happy. Okay. You see, that piece of paper behind me was C's. They got me that. <laughs> so But yeah, no. But I'm 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 just saying I would be so happy for her with her B's and her C's. Cause she I mean, mm-hmm. just imagine everything that she went through. So, you know, the B's and the C's, I would, yeah, I'll be happy. Hey, yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. She, how long yeah. does she have left? Uh, she's a sophomore right now. Oh, yeah. See, she all got long. So, Tell her don't stop. Yeah. Just keep going. Just keep mm-hmm. on going. And... But she keeps changing her mind of what she wants to do after after high school. Like, at say, first sure it was cosmetology. Then it was a four-year degree for fashion marketing. Then she went back to cosmetology. Now she wants to go back to four year degree for fashion marketing. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm like, what whatever. Whatever. Just flip a coin. <laughs> as long as it's something that you're gonna use and you know, actually do, I'm cool with it. Like we like we all said a minute ago. Yeah. So, so. Um, I know for for Angelica it might be a little bit different just because you know, she she grew up how Kenna's growing up. Mm-hmm. Jelly was an only child of a single mother mm-hmm. for her. And since she was like a year and a half old and her dad was not involved in her life. Like not until, Kenneth not was. until she could drive and he tried to get back in her life with a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he so. like basically tried to buy her love. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? In a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's trying a little bit more now that David's here. So that we can talk about that another time. <laughs> but, um, so, for her, it was also very different because her mom also came from another country. Mm-hmm. Her mom moved here from Colombia. Mm. So not only is she a single mother, she's a single mother who didn't know the language mm-hmm. at first and who couldn't find a great job at first. So it's even more important, I feel, for, for Jelly to have David be, that, be successful and give him everything we can. Yeah. Because it it really hits home for her, mm-hmm. because she really didn't get get that. Now her mom is an amazing person; has always done great for Jelly. I mean, just like Jenny said, Angelica is her one and only forever and always. You know, and even to this mm-hmm. day, she's almost thirty years old, and it's still the same. <laughs> her mom um, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she she gave everything she could. I mean, mm-hmm. Jelly. When high school, she was a cheerleader. She, um, so she was on the squad all four years, you know, so she was able to do things, but just that little bit that was missing mm-hmm. is what Jelly really wants to strive for David to be successful yeah. for, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's understandable too. That's very understandable. So that's why her answers might be a little bit different than mine. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's all right. No, that's okay. That's understandable. Like I said. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and I don't know, this might be a saying that all parents say. I don't really know. I know it's definitely my motto, and I feel like it's definitely a single parent motto. Because I said so? No. 
Although I do love that saying. Um, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Oh. I cannot tell you how many times I say those four words to my daughter or we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. It, you know, it's something's coming up and we need the money for this or, you know, how are we going to schedule this when we have this going on or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, I always figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Now, I might have to, you know, give up specific groceries that week. You know, I might not be able to buy the snacks that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Just so she could, we could have the money for her to do this. But, but you may honestly, have- I probably don't need, I probably don't need those snacks anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hey, I understand. <laughs> I mean, that was just an example. But you know what I mean? No, like, I there's always going to be, I'm always going to figure it out. So, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's like a perfect motto for single parents and probably parents in general. I don't know. Y'all can tell me, but definitely single parents. You still have to figure it out (laughs) in the two parent household. You have some parents that still have to figure it out. You know, they still have Mm -hmm. to sacrifice stuff in order for their kids to not go without, you know? Yeah. So it happens in the two parent household as well still have to figure it out because yeah. i pretty much I'm, I'm telling you in a two-parent household with my mom and my stepdad they still had to figure it out yeah. yeah i was gonna say i i say i say a different phrase it means the same thing but i just say it a different way i say it'll buff hey <laughs> so just it'll buff out it'll buff don't out. worry about it it'll it'll buff out we'll be good hey. <laughs> at the end of the day You'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I, I told I told that to Jelly all the time. We're we're gonna be okay, babe. Like I promise. Yep. Yeah. It's an, it's okay. It'll buff. Yeah. So. That was one of the that was like the biggest thing I told my daughter when the whole thing happened with her and her dad uh, at Christmas. You know, when it first happened, when I picked her up and she started crying, I was like, "Hey, I don't like don't." I was like, "It's okay." I was like, "We're still here. I'm still here. You, I've, I'm." you're you're okay you're gonna be okay we're gonna figure it out and she's gonna remember that's all there is to it she's gonna remember that because it's it's, she's going to remember that she's gonna remember that you were always there for her no matter what she's gonna remember that just like i remember my mom's always there for me See exactly (laughs) see but it takes a, it takes a little more to to remember that sometimes, but yeah, it does. Take it's a it's more. definitely it's definitely a different perspective. Things things hit me a lot different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even compared to just two years mm-hmm. ago. You're a lot older now. Yeah, you're a lot older now. So and you and hey, calm you down. calm down with the age. Calm okay? down. <laughs> no, I'm talking about us in general. I'm not just talking about you. I'm just saying us in general. We are a lot older. So. Maybe yeah. when we was like 20 and 21, we wasn't worried about, we were just going with the flow. But now... I was just going out drinking exactly. all the time. I, don't know, I was having a baby at 21, so I don't know about y'all. You, hey, whatever we was doing, we wasn't, <laughs> we wasn't thinking about none of that. But now that we are older, it's like, yeah, I remember my mom told me it wasn't, life wasn't going to be easy. So now you just got to figure it out. One one thing that I've that I've read, and I feel like Jen, I mentioned this to you before, was that um, 
someone said that they didn't realize it until they became a parent, but our parents were also learning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as they went through it. Yeah. To where we're still trying to figure out our way. Yeah. And I think I even said that to mom at one point and she was like, oh yeah. She's like, it took me years to figure to figure some things out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so looking back, it, it kind of hits you a little different looking yeah. back on the way we might have done something or said I something actually, to our parents. And you know, I, it's funny that you say that because I'm with my daughter being a, a, in the middle of her teens right now. Like I, we, there's a lot that we go through, you know, and I called my mom one day and I was like, how did you do it as a single parent with a, a crazy rebel teenager? And she was like, yeah. 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 I was like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand how to, I, I, like, I apologized to my mother for how I behaved as a teenager at that moment because of how much stress I was under from how, with my teenager. I was like, I, I am so sorry for what I put you through, mom. Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many times that I have called my mother and been like, okay, so this is going on with her. What do I do? How, like, I need parental advice. Like, what would you do in this situation? You know, or what would you say? And she helps me every single time. So I'm so thankful that I still have that. Yeah. available well i definitely think we hit on a lot of things and i feel like a lot of it is kind of putting us in our feels a little bit but also just making <laughs> us just kind of think back and remember yeah um especially like i said me as a new parent um but i'm always looking for advice if y'all want to give me some in the future yeah <laughs> but I, I definitely think you know this was it was a great topic really fun to to jump in there's definitely some things that i've been thinking about lately that I wanted to talk to someone about. So perfect time to do that was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think that's really, really all we got for today. You know, Jen, thanks again for today. Christina, yeah. thank you for joining oh, us. No yes. Thank you so much, Christina. No I'm so problem. glad you were able to come on. No problem. Thank you for no. having me. Like anytime you guys yeah. do anything like this, Call me. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely you'll you're definitely you're invited added to the for list more. now. <laughs> we got we for got a sure. list of people that we keep calling back, so you're on it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, but for our next episode preview, which will be in two weeks, oh, yeah. Troy's a little nervous for this one, but I am so excited for this episode, you guys. So, if any of our listeners remember the Ginny watches anime episode we did that Troy had me watch a couple episodes, not more than a couple, but some anime episodes. And then we discussed them as him, an anime fan and me, a non-anime fan, you know, and all that we're going to do. I'm going to get him back for it guys. So we're going to do a kind of similar thing. Our next episode is Troy reads a book. That's what I'm calling it. Um, uh, anybody that has listened to any of our episodes has heard the banter of me and Troy going back and forth that he is not a fan of reading. 
He doesn't, he doesn't like to read. No. So he has three books that I picked out of my own personal books that he's going to read the first like three to six chapters. I, I marked exactly how much you're going to read. I don't remember exactly though. Um, of each one. And then we're going to do an episode on it and we're going to discuss them and, you know, talk about, you know, is there something you liked about it, you know, or whatever the case may be and see how, see what, you know, see how it turns out. See if he liked yeah. it at all. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. You know, the last time that I've read a book and it was the one time that I ever finished an entire book was I think in sixth grade. Oh my God. And it was the second book of a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> I literally read every single night before bed. I might not read every night. I probably read once a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. I read every night before bed. The only time I would read is when school made me. I finish a book like every week. No. <laughs> and I'm probably lying about once a month. I probably read a book every other month, maybe. Yeah. I, I finish a book like every week. But I'm super, super excited for this episode, so I cannot wait for it. So you guys definitely tune in for that episode, um, and it should be fun. So let's see, let's see if uh, Jenny can change my mind with this. I doubt it. By making me read, it should still be fun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it'll be fun. Um, Again, real quick, Christina, thank you again. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. Every everyone listening, you know, give us a like. Check out our social media, our websites. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Bye.